You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. My name is Courtney. My name is Allison. We are Courtney and Allison of the Devil X Files, a podcast. Sometimes that is about the X Files. Yeah, sometimes. This episode will be about uh, the Bible. Yeah. But no. also, like, a lot of other things. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I'm going to preface uh, this episode by saying we know little to... We know we know nothing. We know nothing. About religion. Or Catholicism. Or... The Bible. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christo. Or... How many... Like, I don't think I could actually name more Christian religious figures... Um, Peter, Paul, and Mary. And Ringo. <laughs> you just took my joke and dragged it. <laughs> I just dragged it forward. I did. I like that. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, this is a podcast about the X-Files. We're going to talk about episode 11, season 3, Revelations. Usually, at the end of every episode, we do a prediction. Yeah. Uh, you are at one and a half points. Uh-huh. I'm at a half point. Yeah. Now, what did I predict, Allison? Do you remember? I remember that it involved Supernatural, the show. The show. The show with the two brothers. Yeah. Who kiss each other? Yes. That's what Tumblr tells me. Yes, exactly. Mm, Okay. Uh, Did I say anything else? Did I say... I think you said... Well, now, I think you said something about Armageddon. The movie. Yes. (laughs) But I feel like... But I feel like, okay. Well, now, I don't know. Here's the thing. Should you get a point for that? Because it basically didn't come up in the episode until the very end, even though it appears in the episode description. Why don't you read the episode description, then we can debate (laughs) the merits of my prediction. Okay. Here's the description on Netflix for Season 3, Episode 11. Revelations. Scully attempts to protect, protect a boy whose death could trigger the coming of Armageddon. Now, I predicted Armageddon. Yes. But while we were watching this episode, I don't... I don't think that came through. It really didn't. It was like a very much sort of just tossed in at the end. I think I don't feel right taking that half point. Okay. I'll take a half point. I'll take a halfy. Okay. I'll take a halfy, Allison. If that's what you want. What would you call a drink that would be called the halfy? Uh, if you were to make a cocktail. I would probably, you know, take two cocktails, like two liquors that you're not really supposed to mix yeah. like rum and gin yeah and i just put them both in and call it a halfy i'd make like half a gin and tonic and half a rum and coke <laughs> just put it, it all in one. Ooh, i like it i need one of those <laughs> next episode that's what we're gonna do uh yeah i think i'll take a half point i think that's fair but not for that not for that just for the kind of um it was religious. It was religious. Did you say religious? I said, I said, I said supernatural and there, there's an apocalypse and... Look, X gonna give it to you. Oh, the half you. point. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, thank you for that halfy. <laughs> go, go, go. Gonna solve that up. So I get, um, a, um well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a point. You have a point. I have, have a point and a half. Point and a half. Did we figure what is going to be our winning? Do we? Did we decide? We that? didn't. Do you have any ideas? Last time we did ice cream sundays and pizzas. Yeah. Is there? I feel like we are. May I say we're chubbos? Uh, you may. Uh, you would be correct. <laughs> I I feel like our reward has to be food based. Yeah. So I. Oh gosh. I think for you, Allison, mm-hmm. for my friend, okay. Allison. That's me. Um, if you win this, how many episodes are there? 23 or so? 24. 24. If you have the most points by the end of 24 episodes in season three, I'm going to make you a burger bar. Oh, shit! So, that means we will make of the patties. Yes. We will have a have a the all the 
uh, toppings that the you schmixins. may, okay. may, you may, may or not like. I will get a brioche bun. Oh my god! And I would just lightly toast it uh. and just butter it. This sounds very good. Okay, so okay, that's that's what I am off putting on the table. Okay, okay. So what what are you putting on the table for me? What am I putting on the table for you? Now, last time I will say we did not actually do an ice cream sundae. No, we didn't. We tried, I got you donuts. Donuts are very good. Yes. Do you want to go back to the ice cream sundae? I think this time I should make the ice cream sundae. Okay, okay. Let's and I will to that. I will get your favorite vegan ice cream. Oh, uh, and, and all of them. Just all of them. All of them. Yes, I'll get <laughs> all of them. And you can use whatever flavors you want. You yeah. can put some fruit on there. Yeah. You can put some candy. Yeah. Anything you want. Ooh, okay. Done. I hope we tie again. Me too, because then we both get to eat them. We're chubbos. <laughs> I'm glad we handled that. So stay tuned all the rest of the episodes to see who has won. Because I know you're more interested in that than you are the X-Files. I mean, you'd have to be. <laughs> Let's talk about this episode. Okay. Fine. Uh, we there's a lot of missing pieces. Yeah, I don't know why I was so distracted. I'm tired. You just came back from a birthday party. Yeah, I had a little juice. I had a lot of juice. I had a coffee that your sweet coffee. husband made for me. He's very good at making coffee. Yes, he's very good. Uh, to, we have him making dinner too. Yes. <laughs> so after this, we're gonna have soup. It's gonna be very lovely. Um. So, this is a Bible thing. Yes. When we open up, there is no, there is no questioning. We got a big old cross, big there. old stained glass, it's like cross. a hot pink one. It was too. really actually quite a, quite nice looking to look at I think with I my would, eyes. I think I would put that in my bedroom. Oh, just hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a question. Yeah. Is the cross? Mm, do Christians use the cross because um, Jesus was all, hanging on there? Is that why they use that? I suspect that to be the case. Okay. So, just have Jesus just look look down upon us? Just looking right down at you. I apologize if you're Catholic or Christian or whatever, because I, I'm sorry if that's offensive to we you. We are relatively ignorant in this respect. <laughs> like, is that something that... I know people hang crosses in their in their houses. Yeah. I think that is supposed to be kind of the thing is that he, you know, you're remembering. Cause that's, that's the thing is people want to be like Jesus was. They want to care for the poor and the sick. So and the you hungry. look, you get, you're like, he's hanging at your front door and he's like, you're like, Oh, I hate everyone. You look into like Mr. Jesus's eyes and you're like, Oh, sorry, bro. Yeah. I'll straighten up. I think that's the idea is that he's supposed to remind you of what the, you know, the tenants that you would like to, Kind of respect in your life. So the way that you'd like to live number your one, life. Number one. Number one. Number one. You know what? Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> no, number two. You know what? Just chill. Just chill. Number three. Um, You know, call your mom. That, you know what? That's huge. Call your mom. Call your mom. Or your parental figure. Or your dad. Or your papa. Or your aunt. Or, or your, your uncle. Peepums. Or your peepums. Anything you want. Call them. Yeah. That's what Jesus would like. I mean, but did Jesus have a dad? Yeah, his dad is God. <laughs> it just freaks me out. That's really weird. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're not going to get into that. Anyway, this Ugh. is a Jesus episode. And you have a priest with very good eyebrows. The, very sharp eyebrows. Oh, so they stick out from his face like Brezhnev. Like, it oh, is, man. is very good. Uh, and he's... He's a prophesizing. I don't know what it's about. He's very passionate, though. And he squeezes his fists, and in his hands he has two packets of ketchup. Yep. And it just gets all squishy. Just starts coming out. And then people are really impressed. They're like, whoa, he can squish that ketchup real hard. Oh, gosh. Now, like, he's wearing a really white shirt. Yes. And I find it very suspicious that he did not get any ketchup on that shirt. I find surprising too because when i there's ketchup in my maw anything within like two meters gets just covered well no i will say you had salsa on your sweater earlier yeah can we talk about that um okay can we talk about that cool listeners i want i want you to be in maybe allison's position <laughs> now allison is my very very good friend yeah we're very allison are we very good friends? we're very good friends <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're at a birthday party. There's lots of people. There's lots of people you don't know. There's lots of people I don't know. And I want to make a really good first impression on these people that I don't know. So I'm walking around. I'm chatting people. I'm like, hey, how you doing there? I like your sweater. Oh, I like your shirt. Yeah. And then I walk over. And I re- look down and I realize there's just a giant gob of salsa on my boob. <laughs> it's like I'm lactating salsa. It was, yeah. And I'm wiping it off, like, with my mouth. And Allison's like, oh, yeah, you, you found that salsa? <laughs> That's not what I said. Oh, yeah, you've had that for, like, an hour. That's- <laughs> you fool. It was, like, five minutes. And then she laughed at me. So I'm salsa boob yeah. to, like, 30 people who don't know my real name. Thanks, Allison. That's okay. I'm stands in the corner awkwardly and pets the dog. Yeah, to there them. was a dog at this party. It was off the hook. It was a very good dog. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the X Files. Oh God, do we have to? Anyway, so um, he squeezed the blood. He squeezed it. He squeezed it to blood. Yeah, and then he's in the back room getting rid of his eyeliner, or as you pointed out, guy liner. Is there actual eyeliner for men? I don't know if it's branded as such. I know that's just something that people used to say in yeah. like the guylines in the two thousands. Everything's everything's ridiculously gender based marketing, though. Yeah, it absolutely is. There are pens marketed for women. Oh yeah, because we have special grips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, we have our, a very soft grip. Our small small female hands cannot handle big male pens. Yeah. Um, well, that's surprising, though, because they always seem to want us to handle their big male pens. Ew. <laughs> that's gross, and that doesn't have a place on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm still... Allison, I'm sorry. I'm still angry about the salsa. Okay. <laughs> so it's cool to talk about dicks, though. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. It's cool. Uh, as... As uh, Jesus says, all hanging on my hanging on my ceiling, he's like, "Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Dicks are cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta do what you gotta do." <laughs> so, um, this priest guy is taking off his eyeliner. He's mm-hmm. got cool white shoes. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, they're and there's good shoes. Here comes white-haired Alan Alda. Mm-hmm. He's put on a couple pounds. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, and he comes and he. I wrote Burninates. Yeah. He, 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 his hands, he holds the guy by the throat and his hands burn of the throat. And I thought this was like, oh no, because the priest is a devil and his hands were dipped in holy water. His hands were dipped in a holy vagina. And um. wait, no, never mind. Uh. Uh. <laughs> is that where you make water? What? In your vagina? Yeah. I don't know. Well, some may argue. <laughs> people who don't have a vagina. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, there are there are people with vaginas who who don't understand that we have more than one hole. That's true. That's true. Which, if you think about it, as a small person with a vagina, and your hands are just down there all the time. Oh, 24-7. And it's hard to find the other hole sometimes. Well, it's real small. It's really small. It's just kind of tucked right up in there. Yeah. And you got to do some exploring. But don't explore too much and because that's how you ha- get a, a infection. Yes. <laughs> but you have... By the way, guys, you have two holes. Some of us. Three if you go a little further. <laughs> wow, this is a train wreck. Okay. <laughs> I wrote... I wrote... Allison... Allison, yeah. I need help with this next note. Okay. Stick it in your mouth, Sam Bottoms. <laughs> now, I don't know if those are two notes. Oh, those are two notes. <laughs> Can you help me out here? Yeah, okay, so for stick it in your mouth, <laughs> Mulder and Scully are investigating the dead priest, and yeah. uh, there's blood coming from him, and Mulder just sticks a finger in that blood, God. sticks it right in his mouth. The, he he tastes the blood. And this is the best part. It's not blood, it's like jelly or yeah, something. Yeah, he says, oh, it's too sweet. It's too oh, Too sweet. Too sweet. This man has diabetes. <laughs> His blood is very sweet. But I don't know who made this choice directorally, but... Uh, Mulder puts his finger in and just takes a big gob of red stuff, and he just smears it on his teeth? Yeah. 
So he's got that red tooth. Yeah, for like the rest of the lips, episode. It's like on his lips. It's really gross. It's really gross. He's just like, mm, blood. Now who's Sam? Yes. Now, now who's Sam Bottoms? Sam Bottoms is a name that came up during the credits. Oh. And I said, <laughs> Sam Bottoms. <laughs> and we high-fived a little. Yeah. <laughs> like the sex thing. Yeah. Sam. Sam Bottoms. That's what he does. That is what he does. Okay. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It's not right. Re- it's not reading as funny right now. <laughs> well, his credit came right after Fred Tops, so. <laughs> I'm glad you made that joke. You're welcome. Okay. So Mulder and Skelly are investigating this dead priest. Yes. And Mulder says something about how uh, someone is killing people with uh, the stigmata. Yeah. So what he's saying is that I did not get a ton of this lore, but <laughs> nope. what he's saying is there are 12 stigmatics living in the world at any given time. Isn't that like, okay, stigmatics, doesn't that mean your eyes are bad? Stigmatism? <laughs> yeah. Maybe? Right? Is that what he's talking about? Yes. There's 12 people in the world who have bad, bad eyes. eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> We're two of them. Well, we have glasses, so our eyes have been corrected. Yeah. But it's just someone who's like, I don't really feel like getting glasses. <laughs> so I have the stigmata. Wait. What? Yes. My eyes are bleeding. My eyes. <laughs> um, and he says that someone's killed the other 11. But Wait, the, really? Yeah, there eleven stigmatics have been killed, and there's only twelve in the world at any given time, according to the Bible. Well, they can't see them coming because their eyes are bleeding. Because their eyes are bleeding, and they're bad, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's not much of a okay. <laughs> um, so, so Alan Alda is the guy who's killing all these guys with bad. Yeah, eyes. but just so you know, that is the very thin, thin. Thin veneer of plot on angel, which this episode is based. Angel hair pasta, if you will. Yes. Um, just slurp it right up. So I don't know how they get from one... Oh, I remember. So we have... It goes to a kid. A kid. In a classroom. May I say this This teacher's behavior is not great. You didn't like it at all. No, she calls out a kid and she embarrasses him. Yeah, she does. That's not great. I mean, I know she's probably under a lot of stress and has report cards up and whatever, but she, like, fucking embarrasses this kid. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how to use Chuck, Kevin? Kevin? Do you know how to write? Did your teacher teach you how to write, Kevin? And then the... And then, can I give you a little hint? Yeah. A little behind the curtain hint? Okay, please. You never call boys up to the front of the class. Why is that? Because they always have erections. <laughs> legit. Oh, no. Legit. This is not something... Teachers, this is not something they teach you in teaching school. I teach grade 12s. You just... You just don't do it. You just don't well, do it. Well, and they don't know how to tuck it into the waistband yet. Some Kayla. of them do. Oh, Some do of they? them do. I mean, by grade 12, you should Yeah, know that's it. true. Um... But if you do call boys up, or if you call anyone with a penis up, you give them a lot of warning mm-hmm. so they can adjust. I have been in the position of, it's it's appeared. Oh, no. In the front of my classroom. Oh. Just well, popping off. Just, I mean. That's I so boy. I'm like, hey, why don't you sit down? Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, can you get... Never mind! Do you, Daniel, do you have enough for the entire class? Because <laughs> obviously you're smuggling Rolos or something down there. No food in the classroom, Daniel. Oh, God. Okay. So this kid is writing uh, some fucking bullshit long, long division. division. Yeah. And he's allergic to chalk because he starts bleeding. Yes. Right? That's how allergies work. Yeah. If something you're allergic to touches you, you start bleeding there. Mm-hmm. I'm allergic to bullshit. Oops, I got a nosebleed. <laughs> Every time we do this podcast, <laughs> I lose a pint. Sorry. Uh, so, now, here Kevin is. Yeah. He's getting bandaged up. Yes, he's got the stigmata. By the nurse. Yes. And here comes Mulder and Scully. Mm-hmm. Like, did someone get on the stigmata telephone well, they hotline? Said, they said, thank you for calling us so quickly. So it's like they put out a fucking news bulletin. And you, anyone starts bleeding from their fucking palms, <laughs> give us a goddamn call. <laughs> is this the centralized email system yeah, we saw? it absolutely is. In it's that just other- a quick email blast that goes out that says, hey, 
you see a single person <laughs> bleeding from their palms, he goes, a fucking call. It's like a hotline on Craigslist. Yeah. Wanted. Blood from hands. Please. But not, but like, but not, you know, someone else's blood. Yeah. Well, if so- Actually, no. If someone else's blood is on your hands, please call us too. We're the FBI. <laughs> We're the FBI. We, we need solve, to know about we that. We solve crimes. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. So that was bullshit. Yeah, that's, I just, oof. That oh was, boy. that was... Again, that angel hair pasta syndrome. Thin, 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 like the, like the top layer of a creme brulee. You could just crack it oof, so easily. Oof. And then the other thing that is weird is they take Kevin's temperature and the <laughs> sprays mercury everywhere. Yeah, it just, it breaks. What is that, Does what does that signify? Like, I don't understand. It, he's just like burning, burning up? Is hunka hunka burning love? Oh, no. Is that in the Bible? Yes. If you're chosen, Elvis, Elvis, our Lord and Savior. If you're chosen by God, yes. your temperature spikes when someone sticks a thermometer in your mouth. Okay, that's good to know. So, is everyone who has a high fever um, chosen a chosen one? Yes. Oh, okay, but only for the time during which they have a high fever <laughs> and they start to hallucinate. Yes. Ah! Okay. I wrote, so, so Mulder and Scully is now, they're in the, the Kevin situation. Yes, they're with Kevin. This is the weird thing. It is said that Kevin is in a, in the foster system. Yes. Because they said that this has happened before to Kevin. Yes. And they accused the dad. Yes. Of injuring and Kevin. And the dad is now institutionalized. And the mom's there too. Yes. Like, mom comes to pick up Kevin. But we see Kevin in the in a home. Yeah, in a children's home. Like a halfway house. So I don't, we don't understand why he doesn't live with his mother. His mother. Maybe his mom doesn't want anything to do with him. Well, then why does she keep coming to find him? Oh, you know what? I got it. What? Mom works at a chalk factory. Oh, he can't be around he her. He can't be around her because she's just covered in a fine and layer of chalk. he'll just start bleeding from everywhere. everywhere. Done. Nailed it. Got it. <laughs> Chris Carter, hire me. <laughs> hire Courtney, Chris Please. Carter. Um, Can we, oh, are we at the Midnight Society yeah, talk yet? talk about the Midnight Society. So we go to this children's home, and Kevin is fucking spinning a tail. With, like, 12 children. And they're all, like, sitting backwards on their chairs, looking at him in the dark as he tells his story about, like, this horrible, creepy guy. Yeah, it's uh, a really good shot. It is, and it's intercut with a man walking down a hallway towards them. And this man, um... He's a ghoul. He's a bit of a ghoul. And I, for a minute, thought it was all makeup. It's not makeup, you guys. What is, do you have the actor's name? Can you, do you have it or can you look it up? I can. Uh, And he's been in other things and he just, he just, he was born that way, guys. He's been in a lot of stuff, actually. He looks like a great character actor. Like, if you got a mug like that, you're gonna use it. Well, I think he actually even said in the Wikipedia page for this episode, it says um, that he was excited to not be playing a villain role in this episode yeah i can see how people directors would abuse his looks because he looks a certain way oh but he yeah important note sam bottoms is the name of the actor who plays kevin's father oh well thank god we solved that mystery (laughs) um but what did fred tops play (laughs) oh no that was a goof yeah yeah. okay uh so the character the actor that played um this character owen lee jarvis his name is michael berryman and what else has he been uh, in? So he's been in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, The Devil's Rejects, Weird Science. Oh, Weird Science. Uh, the four Star Trek movie. Really? <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Uh, he's still acting. He's got some... Good for him. Oh, he's in Shaun of, a, uh, Shaun of the Dead? No, that's a Shed of the Dead. Oh, that's... He played Derek. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, he's that's a, a sequel lot, to Shaun of the Dead. A lot of horror movies, well, honestly. Well, I mean, he's, again, he's one of those faces. It's yeah. like Boris Karloff, right? Yeah. You, use it. Use it. No, he was great. He's in a movie about Ed Gein. Okay. That's uh, good. A, a guy is a um, a serial. He was a serial killer who wore like who would uh, skin people and you know take their uh, leatherhead, leatherface. Well, like a bastardization. Well, he was a real person. He was a real person. Yeah. Okay. Was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre based on that? Oh, that's a good question. Anyway, let me take you through this Midnight Society. Please do. So uh, Kevin's telling the story and is intercut with. Um, What's the actor's name? Michael. Oh blah, yeah, blah, blah. he was the what Leatherface was based on. Oh, see, 
Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Nailed it. Anyway, uh, so we have our, what's what's the actor's name? Michael something? Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman. He's coming. I like this inner cut because it's Kevin telling a story and you have this character who looks like the ghoul he's talking about, Kevin's talking about, and you think, well, are we seeing Kevin's story come to life? Mm -hmm. Is it like kind of like that? But no, it's actually some guy who's going to take Kevin. Yeah. So when this this very tall, large Boris Karloff type guy comes into the room, all the other kids skedaddle. Yeah, they skedaddle pretty quick. hilarious. So Mulder and Scully are called because Kevin is kidnapped. Yes. And my favorite line. Oh my god, this uh, boy. This boy. Guys, it's time for background boys. <laughs> I love that that's what we're calling it. Background boys. Background boys. Um... Background boys, back again, in the back. That's where they belong, in the back ground. Background boys. Background boys. That's how our song goes. Love it. Uh, please, can you just put that to ukulele? I sure can. <laughs> and write down those lyrics. Well, I've got them recorded. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad we do this. <laughs> uh, so this, there's a... Mm, chubby, little, chubby little kid. Oh, he's so cute. He's got... His curly hair. Tight... Brillo pad hair, just a little ginger. Yeah, sprinkle sprinkle a ginger, and um, they're describing the person who took Kevin. Mm-hmm. And Mulder's like, "Oh, what was his hair color?" And this, this our background voice says, "Oh, uh, his hair was all burnt off in hell. He's bald. It was all burnt off in hell." Wink. <laughs> Love this kid. This kid. Oh God! Someone give us a picture of him. On a Christmas card. Sweet background boy. Sweet background boy. Very good. Good background boy. A plus. Uh, so, now this is where it gets confusing. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens pretty quick. The, the, the guy who kidnaps Kevin takes Kevin back to his house and tells Kevin, you are part of a... some deeper meaning. Yeah, you're chosen by God and I have to protect you. And then they find out that this guy, his name is Owen, mm-hmm. and they he did some, I don't know, he was a nanny or something? No, he was like a yards keeper for the family or something. Okay. Had been. He was a Mary Poppins type character in Kevin's life. Yeah, absolutely. He floated down the chimney <laughs> with an umbrella. He had a big bag. Yeah. And he put Kevin in it and took him. <laughs> Pretty much. And Kevin, Kevin's like, uh, can I go home? I mean, back to my... Orphan house, because I don't know why I don't live with mommy. Oh, yeah, she works at a chalk factory, so it can't, or I'll bleed to death. <laughs> and I guess Mulder and Scully find Owen's house because they mention Owen was the... Oh, oh, I know why. Because the composite sketch guy. Oh, yeah! Guys, ding, 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 we have another composite sketch. Courtney's absolute favorite trope. My favorite thing! I just need a, I need a super cut of those. Just a composite sketch Please. after sketch after sketch. For Christmas, I need that. Okay. Um, this composite sketch is of Owen, and he, wow, it's ghoulish. Surprisingly very good. It's actually the best one so far. Yeah. Uh, and so they're like, oh, yeah, that's Owen. He was a Mary, type, Mary Poppins type figure for my Kevin, uh, because I was, the mom says, because I worked at the chalk factory all day. Yeah, so, so he would just come down the chimney and put Kevin in his carpet bag and then uh, shoot right back up it. Like, snort a pocket full of sugar. Right? That's what Mary Poppins that, Yeah, did? that's what she's snorting, is sugar. <laughs> it made the medicine go down. It sure did. Which is alcohol. Yes. So, kids, do your drugs before you do your alcohol. That's what Mary <laughs> Poppins taught me. Yeah. Uh, so they go to... That's why That's why they go to Owen's house. Yes. So they get Owen. Owen's there. They they arrest Owen. But, but Kevin is gone. Where's gone. Kevin? Kevo's gone. Where's Kevin? He's gone. I don't know why. It's, um... And then he's with the other man? He goes to his mom's house. Yeah, and that's where the other man gets him. And that's where the so, other okay, man Okay, so gets Kevin him. goes back to his mom's house, and that's where, well, I've said it, the other man gets him. Alan Alda. Alan Alda is there. He's got Kevin now. He's like, hey, I've got you. Can we tell him about the hiding situation? Yes, please. Uh, oh, Kevin- yeah, the basket! <laughs> <laughs> now, like all, like all Kevins, Kevins have this... Uh, did you know this? 
Kevin's had this all Kevin's in mm. the on on Earth. Okay. On our on our sweet blue and green Earth, uh, they have this knack for if a Kevin is alone in the house, mm-hmm. they number one set really good traps. Oh, okay, yeah. And number two, they they're good at hiding. Mm. So this Kevin kind of looked back at his Kevin forebearers, and um, he didn't go with the like. Pink can on the string. Yeah. He didn't have enough time. Uh, he didn't go with the... Uh, the one that really got me, actually, is the iron to the face. That is a good one. That scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> because you know, like, you know, if an iron hit your face like that, it wouldn't be black. Like, it wouldn't be sooty on your face. It, your skin would come off. Oh, absolutely. It would, it would peel off from your face. Yeah. Kevin's are malicious. Kevin's ain't got no chill. No. So this Kevin decided not to go with his... Is it Kevin McAllister? Yeah. that was his name? Oh, good. Got it. Got it. Got it. You know, Christmas is coming up, you guys. Home Alone is the perfect Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, it, it taught me to say, fuck your family. We don't need to... You don't need to be um, with your family on Christmas. You can be just by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just five dads. Just five dads. Just by yourself. <laughs> Uh, so this Kevin hides in a little laundry basket. A little wicker basket! His mom's unmentionables. Oh, Lord. But he's not very good at hiding, because he's... I guess he bleeds... He well, bleeds through the wicker basket. His, because his mom works at the oh, chalk yeah. factory, and that's where her chalk clothes go. That's so true. So and he just so starts she's bleeding. just bleeding everywhere. And so Alan Alda finds him in the basket. Yeah. And then takes him... Well, he tries to take him. What happens? Well, he gets accosted by Owens. Yes. Who, who, is, who saves the day. But then also gets thrown out a window? Yeah, he says, Kevin, run! And then Kevin runs, and then Owens gets thrown out a window and dies. Well, no, he he throws himself out of the window before. Oh, wait. How does he die, though? He gets choked. Oh, yeah, he gets choked, burn, burn, he gets, he gets burn an eight hand choked. He gets choked out. Yeah, he gets choked right out. Mm-hmm. So, bad. um... I guess Mulder and Scully are like, they go to Owen's house, like, where's Kevin? And Owen's like, I don't have him anymore. And I guess Mulder and Scully's like, well, I guess we should go to his mom's house. <laughs> so they go I don't know why you go there. I don't know why you go there. He's never there. Um, so they, and then they find Owen's dead, and they find Kevin, and even though Kevin has a mom, Scully has now adopted him. Yeah. yeah. Scully's like, he's coming with me. He'll just stay with us now. Why not the... I just... Uh, serious question. X-Files. Oh, no, wait. She what? doesn't adopt him at that point. Well, she does adopt him. But not at that point. No, not at that point. But I'm just saying, like, why... He has a mom. No, but he... She adopts... She adopts him after his mom dies. <laughs> I was gonna make a goof about how someone must have had like the shining like ability to predict that Kevin's mom would die, so they <laughs> preemptively put him in a ch- in an orphan's house. <laughs> Kevin, no. like Kevin, your mom's gonna die in like three years. So, so we'll just, just stick in. We here. should just it's get cool. used to you. Like you should just get used to it. God. Oh God. Anyway, let's talk about smelling the body. Oh yeah, smelling that body. Why don't you talk about that? Okay, so Skelly is doing an autopsy on Owens, uh, and she is basically just walking around the body and remarking into her recorder about how he has not started to decay at all. His temperature is normal, he, uh, rigor mortis hasn't set in, bloody bloody blah, um, and then Mulder walks in, he's like, yo, what's up with this bod? <laughs> and Skelly's like, hey, smell this man, please. <laughs> and Mulder's like, I'm down. Yeah, he's like, I'll get to sniffing. Um, so he leans in, he just... <laughs> Um, and she <laughs> like says... A, like a fine wine. Yeah. He swirls Owen around his mouth and just spits him out. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, so she, um, she says, oh, do you te- detect, like, a floral scent? Uh, and he's like, so oh, why? into bergamo. What? <laughs> Ber- Ber- Was that supposed to impress me? No. Okay. I don't need to impress you. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I'm always impressed. <laughs> Why Why did Scully smell the flowers? Well, now, Scully, remem- Scully remembers uh, from her catechism classes, which what? is a Catholicism thing. What's cataclysm? Uh, catechism. What's catechism? I don't know. Is it a small cataclysm? 
for kids? Yeah, catechism. it's like a catechism for kids. Catechism. Is that what, that's the word, right? Yeah, catechism. <laughs> we're dummies. We're pretty dumb. Okay. Um, so she remembers that she learned there were these people called, like, untouchables or something? That's a... Oh, no. That's, a like, a word that Gandhi used in India. Yeah. It's got, I mean, it's been used in a couple different ways pretty reprehensibly. So saying, no, well, I think it was, like, these people is, like, they're saints, right? And they smell like flowers. Yeah, that's what the point of what it is in this episode is that she's saying that these people, like, were meant to protect people who have been chosen by God, and so they don't decay, and they have a scent of flowers. Which is so what they having... just, like, hang around? Like, yeah. their body, they're just dead. I guess so. But, like, what are you supposed to do with their bodies? I don't know. Like, just kind of look at them. We can unburn you, Yeah, pretty much. It's my bro. He a, he a saint, but we still love him. <laughs> he ain't saintly. He's my brother. <laughs> uh, and so, well, actually, this is kind of where we do get into the one part of this episode I was interested in. Really? Yeah. Tell me about um, it. So, I liked, the only part that I liked was that, they had kind of started this plot thread of uh, development between Mulder and Scully where it's like, oh, so I'm expected to follow you to the ends of the earth on whatever fucking dumbass whim you have, but when oh, it's religious, yeah. like, you can't even make the leap. Yeah, Mulder kind of says, like, don't let faith blind you, and Scully's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah, and My so, dude? just, like, really shitty for Skelly, yeah. but I really, I do hope they explore that more because it actually creates, you know, more of a conflict between the two of them that I think is really interesting to explore. And it just shows you how shitty Mulder is. Oh, like, yeah. Mulder believes in fucking alien-human Nazi hybrids. Yep. We spent two episodes on that, Mulder, and you're not giving Scully this one thing. Mm-hmm. Smell the body, Mulder. Come on. Smell those flowers. Smell my bod. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good pickup line. Smell my bod. Yeah, it's a brand of deodorant that I'm gonna start making now. No, bod is a deodorant. Is it? You know, you didn't you remember those? Okay, bod came in a little spray bottle. Mm-hmm. It's a deodorant. No, like kind of like an axe spray. Mm-hmm. And they had commercials where it's just super hot people all naked rubbing themselves against each other, saying, "I want your bod." Smell my bod. I don't remember that. By bod. I don't remember that at all. Really? Yeah. It it touched me during my formative time. Mm, yes. Uh, and I wanted some bodies. Like, just all of them. I wanted some bod. And some bodies. <laughs> I just wanted to smell them. That's fair. Those bodies look like good, good smelling material. <laughs> just like anyway. this one. <laughs> I'll probably, maybe I'll find that. Like, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah. It was awful. We'll post it. It's like pre-Axe. Ooh. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, oh, they mentioned how this man, Alan Alda, they say he's a really rich guy. Yeah. And he travels around the world and he has Jerusalem syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Um, we'll talk about Jerusalem Jerusalem syndrome later, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Allison. Yeah. I think it's time to talk about the so many Kevins. Oh, God, finally. Are we at the Kevins I now? I think we're at the multiple A Kevins. blessing of Kevins. The multiple Kevin conundrum is A what we have. bountiful basket of Kevins. So, oh. Kevin is with his mother. Yes. But Mulder says that he was also seen with his social worker. Yeah. That's like a really throwaway line. So there's, so like, are there two They're like, I don't understand why he was seen with his mother and with his social worker at the same time. So we don't see the other Kevin with the social worker. We see Kevin. In the car with his mom. And the the car is overheating. And so here comes Alan Alda. And the mom knows something up, so he's like, get it, she's like... Because he's been like a really creepy old guy. super creepy. It's like, back in my day, people stopped, pulled over the side of the road and stopped to help you. And back in my day, people said, thank you. You know what? Your day's fucking over, dude. Back in my day, we didn't play no Pokemon Go's. It's not your day anymore. Back in my day, we opened mail. There were letters. Your day's done, you sad fuck. Get out of my face. Back in my day, we used the television to watch a porn instead of the computer. 
I had to buy VHS porn like everyone else. Back in my day, I just had to read the porn I found in the woods. <laughs> the pornographic pictures. <laughs> I made $9.99 for them. Anyway, on all the fucking... Okay, does he just, like, slam the mom's face into the pavement? Yeah, he just slam jams her like a sack of potatoes. He just, like, takes her right down. But she... But, okay, then there's another Kevin. Yeah, and then the, uh, Kevin says, hey, Mr. Over here. So there's a Kevin in the car. Yeah. But then there's a, there is a second Kevin. Uh, there was a second Kevin. On the grassy knoll. <laughs> back into the left. There was a second Kevin there on was the grassy a, knoll. There was a second Kevin, you guys. And we this, all saw it. We saw it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I'm going nuts. I feel like this is a conspiracy theory. I well, yeah. This is an X file. Why are there two so many Kevin's? So Kevin number two, yeah, the second Kevin runs away while the Kevin number one is goes in, to check on his mom. Goes to check on his mom because his mom like fucking got fucking crushed. Yeah, and then the Kevin number one and the mom, yeah, get in the car. Yeah. And we don't know what happened to Kevin number two. No, Kevin number two, that's the last you ever see of him or hear he of disappears. him. And then they drive their car into Alan Alda. And they fucking, they fucking run over They Alan. do. But then the mom dies? Yeah, because then she's like not doing so hot because she just got shoved to the ground uh, like a sack of potatoes. And then they're driving and he's like, mom, watch out, don't fall asleep. And then she drives into a, a um, ditch and she dies. So, was she dead because of the pavement or because of the car? Well, I think it was started with the pavement and the head injury, and then she got in the car, and then she... she didn't put her seatbelt on. Yeah. Yeah, because Kevin's like, Kevin number one's like, don't fall asleep. And I'm like, does... Did, I think she had a head injury. Did she have narcolepsy? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> okay, so, but the mom's dead. Yeah, and so this is the point at which Skelly adopts <laughs> Kevin. She's like, Mulder, he's coming with us to the hotel. And I'm I'm his new mom now. And don't you talk to my son or my son ever again, <laughs> you weird uncle. He's the grunkle. He is the grunkle. Um. Okay, but God, what happened to the other Kevin, though? No, we don't know. We'll never know. We're never going to know what happened to the other Kevin or why there were two of them. Except that we do know because we read the Wikipedia what article. What did the Wikipedia say? That, like a Bible thing. That he was bilocating. But it's crazy. What? It's, what? it's crazy that we would what? have to read the Wikipedia article to understand what happened in the episode. Biolocating? Bilocating. Bilocating. Yes. Where you find another bi person. Yes. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. It's super hard. Because <laughs> you're not sure sometimes. And you don't want to push. You don't want to push it. But you're like, is she into me? But she's into that other guy. But that could be okay. <laughs> there's no, there's got to be a rule of etiquette for bilocating. I get the newsletter. Oh yeah, and I we and haven't solved there? it. Okay, still still working on cracking there's, that one. There's been a series of like echolocation situation that we have. Oh, okay, but I'm just out of the loop, man. <laughs> gotta get gotta get more of those newsletters. <laughs> they only come bi monthly. <laughs> You're funny. Nope. <laughs> Cut that one. I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> okay. Can someone tell us what happened to that Kevin? Please. Uh, why? Please why? Please why were there two Kevins and <laughs> Kevin could bilocate, but it was really just briefly mentioned and then it never came up again? So are you telling me Kevin, Kevin biolocated himself with his, uh, with his social worker and went to McDonald's? I guess so. And, like, had chicken nugs and played at the play place? And I don't know why. Like, why? I don't... I don't know why. So do you think one Kevin is in the orphan house and one Kevin lives with his mom? But why? And then they just... (laughs) There should never be any more kids in X-Files ever. <laughs> no more Kevin. No more no ch- no, children. Children. No more children. Anyway, I agree. That mom dead. Very bad at hiding. Did Jesus have a rib thing? Yeah. A McRib? Jesus went to McDonald's with the second Kevin who bilocated there with Jesus. Mm. They went through the drive-thru and it was McRib month, guys. Yeah. And so they got a McRib and they bit into it and they're like, mm, 
God, I always do this. Oh, I always get, you know? Yeah. You want the McRib because it's like, oh, it only comes down once a week, once a year, and you go get it, and like, you bite into it, and you're like, oh, well, this is just repurposed rat meat. Can I be honest with you? What? I've never had a McRib. I haven't either. Okay. But I just assume it's repurposed I have had a double rat. down. What's, oh, that's the two chickens, yeah, right? Yeah, with the cheese in the middle. You know, the, the McRib really confused me. Yeah. Because it's in the, sh- it's like pressed into the shape. As of a rack of ribs. A rack of ribs. But why is that appetizing to put between two buns? Like, I wouldn't want a rack of ribs between two buns as a sandwich. Yeah. And also, like, there's not that much meat on ribs, really. It's, like, a lot of cartilage. So do they, like, do they put, like, a whole thing of ribs into a grinder and then grind it up into a I think a it's got to be something of that situation. Or is it actually rat meat? Oh, it's, I mean, it's entirely rat meat. Okay. Rat okay. ribs. Just very tiny, very ones. tiny little, little <laughs> ribs. Okay, I need you to explain this rib comment to me, and I set up the scene first. Okay, you so, set up the scene. The scenario. Uh, so and I'll do my really bad joke. I already ruined. Okay. Okay, go. So Scully is in the bathroom with Kevin, and he's changing, and he has a long scratch on his ribs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand what you mean by well, because I was like, well, did because Jesus had a hand thing. Yeah. Because I know that. Oh, so, like, the things that are happening to Kevin are things that happen to Jesus? Yeah. Because Jesus, as we all know, um, he learned to ride a bicycle of, at a very, like, old, like, older when he was older. Yeah. Because he, his dad was, you know, up in up in the sky. Yeah. So dad sky couldn't dad. teach him. Sky dad couldn't teach him how to ride a bike. So he had to, like, hey, Mary Magdalene, help me out. And so Mary's like, okay. And they're in, like, the desert. Yeah. So, like, when Jesus fucking does riding his bike, he does a hand plant, and he just gets blood all over his face. Oh, that has happened to me, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's stigmata. Um, That's the hand thing. Oh, so this little boy is, like, experiencing this through Jesus. Yeah. This, this hand bleeding. Yeah. From his, like... So what, what was Jesus's rib thing? I said, like, he got a really sweet tattoo of a giant pirate ship on his ribs. Mm-hmm. That's his rib. Well, thing. now, is, wasn't there that, like, um, that part of the Bible where it talks about uh, how he had one of his ribs removed so he could suck his own dick? <laughs> no, that's Marilyn Manson. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I thought it was Jesus. Did Marilyn Manson have his rib removed? No, that was a rumor. That was a rumor. I feel like that's something he would do. Oh, I almost certainly is, but I don't think he did. Or I feel like he started that rumor. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey, just tell, see those girls over there? Do you tell them that I I had a rib taken out so I can suck my own dick. Do you think everyone with a penis tries? Do you think they try? They must. I don't know. To me, it's just like, makes me think of a dog trying to lick its own butthole. Why wouldn't you? Because it's hard. I know, but wouldn't you try? To lick my own butthole? Well, not your butthole, but if, if you were a person with a penis. Guy, okay, write in I'd if you Can you write in if you've tried? I'd probably just see if I can get, like, the tip of it in there, but I don't just think I'd like, go any further than that. It's like, you know how you practice... <laughs> <laughs> you don't, wait, whoa, let's unpack this. <laughs> if you had a dick yeah. and you were able to touch the tip, yeah. you would say, no, 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 that's enough for me. Yeah. No. Well, I call you get a lot of neck pain if you try to go whole hog. I think it would be like yoga. You would have to do it and you would have to like progress. I just, I'm just thinking about how much neck pain I already get when I bend over and I'm like, mm, that's too much for me. <laughs> well, you're very old. I'm talking when you were young and nimble. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're it's just to... like being able to lick your own elbow, right? You just want to prove you can do it. Now I want to, hmm. I know, but I mean, sucking your own dick and licking your own elbow is like potato, potato. Two different things. No, wait, they're both potatoes. Scratch that. <laughs> Well, that's our dick sucking segment. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome, everyone. Um, dad on. Oh no, this dad part on oh, tranks. No. Oh no, oh, no, what? No. It's Why? bad. This is very bad. Say, talk, talk to us about it. Okay, well, so they go talk to the dad. They had talked to him earlier in the episode, and he spouted a bunch of religious stuff um, that Scully understood and Mulder was upset about. Uh, so they go talk to him again, but he's on a lot of tranquilizers, and so he doesn't really like understand what. 
they're asking him and he but he, there's a phrase that Scully asked him about that he had said earlier and she said like for this to be resolved everything has to come full circle that's what he had said oh, to her before he was on the tranquilizers this is so stupid it's very stupid um and so she's like well what did you mean by that what did you mean by full circle and he's like i don't know i can't remember i'm on a lot of drugs right now and Scully looks outside yeah and there's this blue bin yep and it's got a circle going into another circle. Yep. It's going full circle, and it says recycle. Yep. So Scully thinks, wow, it, you know, he must be at the recycling plant. But then, but then Scully, they're going to the recycle plant. Well, Scully says that to Mulder, and Mulder's like, that's the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard in my well, thank life. thank you, Mulder. You are the voice of reason. Yeah. But then, but listen to this. Yeah. They're driving, and they go past, like, a carnival, and then Scully sees a merry-go-round, a carousel. Mm. She's like, oh my god, more full circles. They're going full circle. They must be at a horse farm, because the horse is on the carousel. That makes sense. And then they go, um, they're driving, and they're, you know, they go in a rotary, a mm. roundabout. They're yeah. like, oh my god. They must be on the highway, because this is full circle. Mulder's very bad at driving on this roundabout, because no one has to, knows how to drive on it, so he must be on the highway. So they go to the main highway, and then Scully has to go to the bathroom, and Scully goes to the toilet, and she flushes the toilet. Oh my god, the water's going full circle. <laughs> she He must be at the sewage plant. Yes! So then they go to the sewage plant, and then Mulder's like, I gotta stop by and pick up my laundry. And... <laughs> And as he's taking his tidy whities out of the dryer, Scully's like, oh my god, the the they're going full circle. Mulder's undies are going full circle. He must be at a really hot place like this dryer. And then I have a 69 joke, like a sexual 69 joke, but mm-hmm. I don't know how that fits into the whole story. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. About 69? Oh. Nice. No, it's about the it's about the dryer. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, and my parents would hide our Easter eggs on Easter. I got a clue for mine that said it's in the driest place in the house, and I went to the garage, <laughs> and I was like, "It's really, it's really dry in the garage." Okay. So it's probably it was in the Wait, dryer. The Easter Bunny gave you clues. Yeah. Like, did he hide it under the bed? Like, where did you? No, get it the was clue? in the dryer. No, I know. I- <laughs> I also once got one that said, um, Molly and Skelder. And where did the egg, where was the oh, egg? Oh, it was in one of the many small animal skulls on our bookshelf. That's not a joke. Okay. We had a lot of skulls. No, but I want to know about this Easter Bunny. Just, the, my parents gave me, at the beginning of the morning, gave me the first clue from the Easter Bunny. They said, he, the bunny gave this to me, and it's for you, and this is going to... A, I love your parents. <laughs> but B, I think this is how they set you up to train you to be, like, one of those pun people. Absolutely it is. Ugh. Mr. and Mrs. Ross, I'm so sorry. If you got somebody that said it's in the driest place in the house, would you think they meant the dryer? Would you think they meant the place in the house that is the most arid? I would think like a normal person like you in the garage. And then when they're like, ha ha ha, it's the dryer. <laughs> I'd be like, shut up, mom and dad. I hate you. That's pretty much what I did. I'm going to biolocate out of here. <laughs> Get fucked, mom and dad. I'm going to go live at the orphanage like the Kevin. <laughs> I'm allergic to your chalk. Anyway... They find Kevin at the recycle place. Oh my god, you guys! And then so dumb full circle. And then Alan Alda gets crushed up. Yeah. So he says, "This is where he mentions Armageddon." He's like, "Kevin has to die for the new age to come." And it's like, "Oh, this this episode's like prescient of like 2016." Yep. Um. And uh. And then he falls into a paper shredder thing, and it's actually like kind of a cool death. Like you see, you see it his cool hand death. sticking yeah, out, and then all cool. the newspapers are bloody. Um. But he and then um. Kevin, uh, one of, is hanging on <laughs> above the shredder, and Scully pulls him up, and she's like, you're my son now. You know, you're my son. You're my son, forever. And that's it. Yeah, well, and then she goes to- I don't want to talk about this. That's stupid. She goes to confession, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, and then it's like, executive producer, Chris Carter. And we're like, got us again! <laughs> you pooked us. You pooked us again, Carter! You win this round, oh, you dumb fuck! God. Okay, let's rate this. I'm done. Okay. I ran on a spooky scale. One is I'm very sleepy. Three, five is I can't sleep at night. I'm going to give it a one. I barely paid attention. Um, I rate on a... You're going to give it a one? Yeah. I rate on a rage scale. Um, and I uh, rate from one, which means this is a magnifique, um, to 
Excelsior Day, which means it was very bad and probably racist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this a... How bad was it? I'm gonna We've been given a lot of eights lately. Is this is this up there? Give it a seven. Yeah. Because it did have some cool visual stuff, and it did give us the first glimpse of, of a plot that I'm really hoping they continue on, which is the kind of conflict between Mulder and Scully. Um, I although, like any conflict between Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Divide them up. Divide them up. Don't forever. let them kiss. Don't let them kiss. Only Skinner. Yeah, only can Skinner kiss. and Mulder. Can only Skinner. Kisses. Skinner's such a good kiss boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, seven and a half, because, like, there's some real, just honest-to-God dumb shit and bad writing in this. Yeah. And I'm very confused. Okay. Let's do... What would we call this? Personal X-Files? Yeah. Let's do some personal X-Files. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you, because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Um, they mentioned Jerusalem Syndrome. Yes. And I'm going to tell you about Jerusalem Syndrome, but Please also do. two other syndromes. Oh, okay. Uh, there's so many syndromes. We have a, <laughs> we have a Kevin of syndromes. Oh, God. So many of them. So Jer- Jerusalem Syndrome is a phenomenon where people, just tourists... It uh, doesn't matter what religion you are or if you aren't religious. Um, you go to Jerusalem and people who are previously balanced and devoid of any signs of um, psychopathology become psychotic after arriving in Jerusalem. Uh, the psychosis is characterized by an intense religious theme and typically resolves to full recovery after a few weeks or being removed from the area. Wow. So they actually claim like they have numbers of people, of tourists specifically, who go to the hospital with this psychosis. Wow. Which is cool. They have the numbers there. Uh, I thought that was really neat, but thank you, Wikipedia. Wikipedia, you went into something called Paris Syndrome mm-hmm. and Florence Syndrome. Tell me about those. So, Florence Syndrome, or Sendhal Syndrome, uh, is a psychosomatic disorder that causes rapid heartbeat, dizziness, fainting, and confusion, and even hallucinations when an individual is exposed to an experience of great personal significance, particularly when viewing art. So, this is Florence Syndrome. So, Florence Syndrome. So, it's, it's in Naples and Florence... Apparently, people, tourists, when they go see the beautiful art there, they, like, feel dizzy, fainting. Um, Hmm. Even though there are many descriptions of people becoming dizzy and fainting while taking in Florentine art, um, dating from the early 19th century on, the syndrome was only named in 1979 when it Hmm. was described by an Italian physicist, or physicist, (laughs) psychiatrist, who observed and described more than 100 similar cases among tourists and visitors in Florence. Wow. There's no scientific evidence, but it's cool. The one I love, personally, is Paris Syndrome. Mm. Because this is apparently very specific to Japanese tourists who go to Paris. And, well, let me read it to you. Okay. Uh, It's a result of extreme shock resulting from their finding out that Paris is not what they expected it to be. Is characterized by a number of psychiatric syndromes, such as acute delusional states, hallucinations, feeling of persecution, Hmm. derealization, depersonalization, anxiety, and psychosomatic manifestations such as dizziness, tachycardia, sweating, and others such as vomiting. Wow. The condition is commonly viewed as a severe form of culture shock, is particularly noted among Japanese travelers. I think that's really, really insane. Yeah. What are people expecting Paris to be that it isn't? Well, I think I didn't I didn't feel it, but when I went to Paris, now I was super high on drugs because yeah. I was really sick. I remember that. And I only spent like th- four days there, so it was kind of like a rush. But when you go and you see the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. in person after, like, fucking seeing it in movies and TV, it is a really surreal, fe- surreal no, feeling. I remember feeling that as well when I was in Paris. Yeah. Like, the, I think the first time you kind of look up at it, you're like, oh, so that's it. Yeah. But then I think the more I walked around and looked at, like, you know, when you're right underneath it. 
Yeah. And you're, like, looking up and looking at the names of all the scientists carved into the side and yeah. stuff. Like, that's really cool. And then it's like, oh, it's a real place. I think this is, they go to Paris expecting, tourists go to Paris expecting this, like, city of love and city of light. That's true, yeah. And then they realize, like, people are out there conning you and trying to steal your money and it's super dirty. And, and it has the same problems other cities yeah. have. Yeah. And there's rats carrying around giant crepes in the subway. That was just me, actually. You were the rat? Yeah. That I saw carrying around I'm just scuttling around crepe. carrying a giant crepe. I just think it's very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, like... It's interesting. I got that same feeling when I visited Las Vegas for the first really? time. Really? Yeah. Because, like, it's so surreal when you look down the strip and you see these basically mini cities. Yeah. New York, New York gave it to me real bad. Like, it's like, that is little New York <laughs> on a city block. What the fuck? So, guys, go to Las Vegas, not Paris. Actually, you can visit Paris in Las Vegas. You can pretty much go anywhere in Las Vegas. Yeah, you can go. You can go anywhere. You can go anywhere in Las Vegas. Vegas. Okay, what do we do next? Predictions. Oh, can we mention Can we mention one more thing? Yes. Guys, can you go to... Uh, oh, yeah! So, immediately after this episode... Um, I googled... Courtney asked me to google twokevins.com. Because I literally googled... Why are there two Kevins? Yeah. So I googled twokevins.com. I spelled it out. T-W-O kevins.com. Yeah. And we found a lovely website um, from two men named Kevin talking about uh, their wedding that they're going to have in January. These two Kevins are boyfriends and they're going to get married and we love them. We love these Kevins. I guess it's just one of those websites you put up for your friends when you're getting married so everyone gets the same info. Yeah. Um, but it just was really sweet. It told the story of like their how they met and their engagement and um, God bless those Kevins. Oh, I love those two Kevins. Those Kevins are the best. Um, When's their wedding? January. Hey, Kevin, send us an invite. Yeah, Kevins, we will come to your wedding. We will wedding. come to your wedding. We will podcast your wedding. We will live cast this Kevin blessed wedding. <laughs> so many Kevins. <laughs> Let's do predictions. Okay. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me. Allison. What's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. It's your turn. It's my turn to predict. Now, there's a big word in here, and I'm not very good with big words, so good luck for me. I trust you. Season 3, episode 12. Mm -hmm. It is titled, titled, War of the Coprophages. 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 Coprophages? Sure. Coprophages. C-O-P-R-O. It's called War of the Coprophages? Coprophages. Do you know what coprophage means? I do because I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking at the description. But do you know what literally it, it literally translates to? Um, do you know no. what copro is? What's a coprolite? Well, no, you tell me because I don't want to give it away. I'm looking at the thing. Copro means shit. Do you oh! Know what phage means? Eat. So this is our story. Yeah. War of the shit eaters. <laughs> this is an episode about us. Chris <laughs> Carter's finally had it. You fucker, Chris you Carter. You fucks. <laughs> he, he knew. He, he knew. knew. Okay, well that doesn't actually give anything away. No, okay, I was so going to guess something else. It's called War of the Coprophages. No, say, say it by its proper name. War of the shit eaters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's about like two People that both have pica? <laughs> okay. And um, they're is, like... Is shit eating part of a of pica? No, but, you know, maybe it's more colloquial. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and, and they're having a war? They're having a war to see who can eat the most insane things. Uh, and they're being covered by, like, the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay. Um, and So what's the supernatural element? Or is it just a gross element? Um... The supernatural element is that they're secretly twins, uh, and they were born of an unholy uh, union, and they're actually, like, some kind of weird monster. And that's why okay. they can't eat anything. They don't have pica at all. Pica is a mislead. Okay. Is the red herring. Yeah. Pica's the red herring. God. Okay. Half point for twins. Mm-hmm. Half point for weird twins. Half point for pica? Half point for eating weird things. Yeah. Okay. Half point for twins. Half point for eating weird things. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. 
Okay. I'm really looking forward to this episode. <laughs> I read the description. It's going to be very good. Oh, I'm excited. That I'm very excited that it has shit eating in the title. <laughs> it's like this is an apology letter to us from Chris Carter. Oh, I was taking it the other way. I was oh. taking it as a big fuck you. <laughs> War on us. War on us, yes. Anyway, well, we're two shit eaters, and if you want to get in contact with us, you can go to doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. You can send us, I don't know, anything you want. Yeah. Uh, you can go to Facebook and Twitter, we're doublexfiles, and Tumblr, we are... Fuck yeah, doublexfiles. Yeah. What are we on the Instagram? Uh, doublexfiles. That's good. And just a reminder, if you guys do have any stories of weird or creepy things, ghost or cryptid related that have happened to you, we still love getting those and reading those on the podcast. Yeah, we haven't used that theme song in a long time. Yeah, so, so bring, uh... Hey, are you a shit eater? Yeah, you eat shit? <laughs> Email us. You eat shit, son? Email us. Okay, I think uh, it's time for Din Din. Is it time for Din Din? I think it's time for Din Din. Yay! Oh, and one more thing. Yeah. Uh, if you like the shit that we're eating and uh, spewing... Uh, maybe just pop on to iTunes. Give us a little rate and review. We really appreciate it. We read all of them. It warms our hearts. Yeah. And um, and our shit. And our shit. And if you really love us, you can donate on patreon.com slash thunderquack. $7 a month gets you the snail mail club. Allison, I heard we're making very tiny ornaments for a tree. Yes. Now, if you don't have a Christmas tree, that's okay. You can hang this ornament anywhere. And they will be X-Files themed. They'll be very good X-Files themed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Until next time, the truth, truth is, is out, out there. there. Let's go eat some shit. Yeah.